One of the hardest things for us as business owners is learning to work through, handle or master failure. The thing is, is as a business owner, chances are you are a pretty high achieving personality and you like to get things right. You like to achieve what you set out to achieve and for things to go just as you think they're going to go. But the truth is, as a business owner, you don't have control of all of the things. You certainly can't control the outcome. And if you're not failing at anything, the truth is you're probably not stretching yourself enough because if you're going into new territory and pushing yourself, then chances are you're not going to get it right the first time. In today's conversation, I wanted to share with you my own journey with failure and my perspective of why failure is necessary to grow your business. Are you ready? Let's go. You're listening to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Christy Robinson, your host. I'm here to advocate for you, the business owner who's knee deep in the messy middle. If you're tired of feeling stretched, overworked and overwhelmed, you're in the right place. My goal is to help you streamline, systemize and create a strategy that enables you to step from stressed out worker to the boss of your business. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, boss, and welcome back to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. You might have seen on my Instagram stories last week, the renovations have finally begun outside. We did the internal work a few weeks ago. We're still waiting to paint and do all the final touches, but the main construction is now underway and that's all happening outside. So we live in Brisbane, which is in a subtropical climate if you're not from Australia, and it's beautiful here like nearly all year round. And so we want to be able to be outside enjoying our extraordinary climate. But we've lived on this slightly sloping block. It's not overly sloping, but enough that you can't really put a table outside. And whilst we have a big block, we've got an 800 square meter block, we haven't really created a beautiful space outside. So that is our intention with this renovation is to level it, have everything all beautifully designed. So we'll have our pool and our pergola or pogola, however way you want to say it, some outdoor seating, outdoor kitchen, like all the things. It's going to be amazing. So this work is going to take about three months, but that means I need to record the podcast at smart times when they're not here and doing noisy work. So that is exactly what I'm doing right now. Anyway, you didn't hit play to listen to me talking about the renovation. We're here to talk about failure. And I feel like I'm very equipped to talk on this subject because I have failed epically in many, many ways. And I have been able to master my mindset when it comes to failure. And I want to share with you a little bit about that in today's episode. First things first, I have mentioned on the podcast before that I am a type three Enneagram, which if you know anything about the Enneagram, that is the achiever. We're very goal orientated people. We like to strive to achieve things. (laughs) Obviously it's called the achiever. I'm also a Capricorn. I am a high D personality and one might even say a type A personality. I like to achieve the things that I set out to achieve. And my nature is not one to handle mistakes or failure well. 
However, I really do believe that regardless of your personality or your energy style, you can learn to overcome the challenge of failing. My relationship with failure has been a long one in that I didn't always handle it very well. And I've shared my story on other people's podcasts, but I haven't really spoken in a kind of chronological order of my own experiences. And I thought this might be really helpful to share my backstory a little bit because that may help you to understand where I've come from and why I'm so passionate about overcoming failure and failing forward. So as you know, my current coaching business is my second business. And my first business was a Providor and fine food store based in Sydney, Neutral Bay, Sydney. And that store, we showcased beautiful artisan regional Australian products. At the time of when we launched the shop, very few Providors or delis did this. Most people showcased European products and we really wanted to have a store that, you know, did that. So anyway, that's what the store was. Let's back it up a little bit. In 2010, I handed in my resignation at my very secure corporate job. I was working for a top tier investment banking firm at the time in pursuit of running my own show. I knew that I was destined to be a business owner and I was excited and and maybe even a little naive as to what this experience was going to be. So left my job, started setting up this business and signed to the lease. And a couple of weeks later, I found out that I was pregnant with my daughter, Willow. And this was a beautiful surprise, but it was a surprise nonetheless. And we were faced with a decision. Do we keep going with the business or do we put it on ice, have the baby and then come back to it? After much deliberation, we decided to press on, launch the shop, go ahead with the business and have the baby at the same time. So over the next few months, we were getting everything organized, launching. I was getting more and more pregnant and running this business that required me in the business seven days a week. So a bricks and mortar business is one of those types of businesses that really does need the business owner in the business for the first few years. I didn't know this because I didn't know anyone that had started a bricks and mortar business. I didn't know anyone who'd owned a business, in fact, and I had very little resources and support for me. So back in 2010, Instagram didn't even exist at that point. There were no Facebook groups. There was no female business community. There was no coaches. And there was very little to no support, particularly for female founders, because there wasn't a lot of women in business at that time. Anyway, fast forward to baby arriving. Here I am in the maternity suite ordering stock I didn't even have a minute to just be a mum. I was so far deep into the business and it required so much energy from me. I didn't have that separation and wasn't able to just enjoy being a new mum. So I had to navigate and traverse this period of having a new baby, figuring motherhood out and running a business that required me actually in the store. Things went on a bit like this for the next couple of years where... I was trying to figure out how to find any semblance of balance, which I'd never figured out. I'd lay awake at night looking at the ceiling, 
thinking about all the things, wondering what my next move was, trying to create some separation between myself and the business. And no matter what I did, it just never seemed to work. If only I knew what I know now then, but you know, say lovey. Anyway, we got a couple of years down the track and we wanted to have another baby. And I knew at that point that I was faced with a decision. Either we grow our family by an extra human or I stick with this business. I was not prepared to bring another life into the world with this level of stress and this demand on my time. Needless to say, I decided to sell the business. Here's the thing. This is where I want to talk about failure. For many, many, many years after selling that business, I felt like I failed And not only did I feel like I failed, I felt like a failure. I've mentioned on the podcast before the difference between failing at something and being a failure. We can often say to ourselves, we don't even say it to ourselves, we just think it, that if we make a mistake or if we fail at something, now I don't believe I made a mistake when I sold that business and I don't believe I was a failure, but I certainly felt like it for a long time afterwards. If something like that happens, that we feel this sense of I'm a failure, but failing at something and being a failure are two very different things. And it's okay to not get it right. And this is the bit that I really want you to listen to. It's okay for the outcome to not be what you expected. And if that outcome is not what you expected, it doesn't even necessarily mean that you failed at it. So there's so many little nuances that we need to unpack and think about when we start to get this sense of failing or failure. And this is things that I didn't know. I didn't have this in my toolkit back then. I just kept replaying the story in my head. It was like a projector screen behind my eyes, in my mind of could I have done something different? Could I have made it work, the baby and the business? And the what if I'd done this scenario? Would it have played out differently over here? And categorically, I can tell you right now that I 100% made the right decision and I'm 100% wouldn't have the business that I have today if I hadn't have sold that business all those years ago. But I just didn't know it then. I didn't know that my journey was going to take some twists and turns and I was just going to end up here. And I couldn't have been here if that hadn't happened. (laughs) So that's the glorious thing of this whole situation is that for years I felt like a failure and yet it's actually that reason that I can do what I do today so well because I have a deep sense of empathy for business owners who are struggling with all the things, all the things that are trying to vie for their attention. And, you know, where do you put your focus? What is your next move? And how do you figure out what those three steps ahead are going to look like? All of those things, I only know those things because of my own set of experiences. So my relationship with failure is such that I know without a doubt, that I'm going to fail at things moving forward. I know without a doubt I'm going to make mistakes. I know without a doubt I am not perfect and I don't prescribe for that. And I know without a doubt that when it happens, it's going to sting. But I also know that when it happens, 
I rebound that much quicker. And that is the key. That is the key to failing forward, failing successfully, is that you take a minute, you take the heat, and then you take a pause, and then you regroup, and then you figure out, where do I go from here? What are my options? What's this landscape look like? Where did I go wrong? What were the other variables that were included in this situation that I could change for the next shot? And the thing is, is that just because you fail at something or something doesn't go exactly as what you thought it was, it doesn't mean that if you don't make a couple of little tweaks and the timing's different, that that's not going to be a success the next time. But perseverance is essential. So I want to pose this question to you. How can you become better at failing? The first thing is, is that having a level of acceptance that failure is inevitable, especially if you want to push out of those comfort zones. Now, if you are wanting to just stay safe and stay in your circle of control and the things that you know are certain, then yeah, the truth is, is that failure is maybe not necessary. Failure isn't inevitable. But then on the flip side, are you growing? Are you evolving? Are you moving in the direction that you really deeply desire? Or are you staying safe? The second thing is, is that knowing that when you do fail, that you've always got options. And I've mentioned on the podcast before that sometimes when you fail or some door closes, that you find yourself in front of another door that ultimately is that much better. And I can say in my own situation, even though for a good five years, I beat myself up for selling my first business and, you know, did I do the right thing? And I could have made it work and should have, could have, would have, all the things. But I know now that that was all part of my journey and that this is so much better. So when it does happen for you is to allow yourself the grace and also the acceptance that something better could come from all of this. My mum used to have a saying, and maybe you've heard this as well, everything happens for a reason. And my mum was so wise. <laughs> she also said growing up that what people say about you is none of your business. Like she was full of sage advice, but she often would say, I believe that this is happening for a reason. And she truly had this faith that whatever hard situation that you find yourself in, that something good is going to come of it, that you're going to find yourself in a good place. And you'll know why down the track. And I can honestly say, reflecting on the big things that have been really big challenges and one might even call a failure, they all ended up, I ended up in a better place as a result of it. So I think even having that belief that, you know, maybe as a result of a mistake that you've made, things will be better elsewhere. And then lastly, as I said before, having the space to look at the situation without judging yourself, without feeling that you're a failure and just looking at all the different variables that have occurred, what worked, what didn't, what are you going to do differently next time? How could this maybe work better on the second shot or the third shot or the fourth shot, wherever you're at? And then if you can do that, then you're less concerned about the event of itself and more practical and more pragmatic around, okay, 
This is what we're looking to achieve. What do we need to do? This is essentially failing forward. If you come to terms with the fact that failing and making mistakes are inevitable and that you can always fix them and that there are always options and that, you know, good things come out of challenging situations, then you're going to be okay. I wanted to share this with you today because I think that often you hear that it's okay to fail. You might even say it's okay to fail, but deep down, you're not okay with it. And I hope by sharing my own experiences and my own perspective on this, that maybe it takes you a few steps forward and helps you to be able to handle those challenging, failing mistakes in a more productive or effective way. Because here's the thing, when you're able to handle failure, when you're able to embrace failure, when you're able to move through failure and come out the other side, then your business is going to be so much better for it because you're going to take risks. You're going to take challenges. You're going to go after those big goals because you're not worried about what the worst case scenario is. Because if it does happen, you're going to be okay. Boss, my ultimate goal with this episode is to support you and to serve you. Being a business owner, it's hard work sometimes, especially when it comes to, you know, these sorts of things. So I want you to know that I see you. I feel these things too. But I assure you that if you are able to move through your failure, that you'll find yourself on the other side for sure. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review. And if you're not already doing so, connect with me over on Instagram. My handle is Christy Robinson underscore consulting. And listen up. If you're keen to learn more about how I can support you to run your business like a boss, check out the website, christyrobinson.com.au. Thanks again. And I look forward to chatting with you next time.